Hello, and welcome to the Procurement Game Changers podcast, brought to you by Consulting Quest. Ever wondered how the leaders get it done? What differentiates them from the rest of us? Let's tune in and learn from the best leaders in the procurement space. Let's do it. And now over to your host, Helen Lafitte. Welcome to the Procurement Game Changers, the podcast for procurement leaders that make a difference. Today, we will be talking about sustainable procurement. And for that topic, I have the great pleasure to receive Thomas Udesen, Chief Procurement Officer at Bayer, one of the largest pharmaceutical and lab science companies in the world. But Thomas is also the co-founder of the Sustainable Procurement Pledge, a bottom-up nonprofit organization for procurement professionals, academics, and practitioners, driving awareness and knowledge on responsible sourcing practices and empowering people in procurement. So welcome to the show, Thomas. Thank you, Lynn. So could you tell us what led you to procurement? So I think as, as many other people who have joined this amazing function, it's not necessarily been a long-term uh, plan that uh, enabled it. I think I, I landed up uh, in, in procurement in well, 20 odd years ago um, as I uh, finished my, my MBA. So I happened to talk to the uh, future CPO of Johnson & Johnson as part of the interview panel. And you know the chemistry worked, and what they were doing sounded uh, amazingly interesting. So I joined the J and procurement team in Switzerland, and have you know not left the function as I'm so convinced that there's uh, much more we can do. But even before that, if I can say, I, I have always been in business to business and international trade, and you know had the benefits and pleasure of of working with people from remote places. So. This business to business um, setting has, has always been part of uh, who I am and, and what I like to do. Yeah, thank you. So sustainability is becoming trendy, right? There are many companies that are now investing in sustainability and social responsibility initiatives. And, and of course, procurement is the front line on those topics. So what is sustainable procurement? What are the resources available for procurement professional in this area? That's what we're going to talk about today. So let's start with, you know, a simple question like Thomas, what made you passionate about sustainable procurement? So I am passionate about the topic because I am deeply convinced that in all organizations, we are at the best position to drive this change of how business is conducted, what are the criteria that are being used for decision to be made. So the world consists of sellers and buyers and in that forum, it's very hard to imagine that the sellers will in a way be driving change in their own portfolio just out of their good intention. It has to come from the network of procurement professionals that sit in all those value chains. I mean, from the from the mines, from the farms, from the oceans to make sure that it reflects itself into the iPhones and the Samsungs and what have you that we are all buying. The only one who objectively can make that happen is procurement. All right. So how do you come up with the idea of co-founding the, the sustainable procurement pledge? Because I think you mentioned that it's becoming trendy. Yes and no. Um, it's true. We, we hear quite a lot about it. Um, but if you look at the data, it's still pretty scary what is, what is going on. Uh, we know that amongst the 15,000 plus companies who have signed the United Nations Global Compact, that many of them, if you talk to the procurement teams, 
actually are not really, you know, uh, applying those principles in their day-to-day -day job. If you look at the Ecovadis assessment, that's the rating agency that conducts mm -hmm. around 65,000 assessments every year, you look at their data, you see that all other aspects of sustainability, environmental, social, and governance has increased over the last uh, couple of years. So that's, that's good news. The bad news is that sustainable procurement has consistently gone down over the last uh, five years, which means that the people who have to make sure that the tier two, tier three, tier four have mature practices have been underfunded. And that's just not okay. So that's why we uh, decided to launch the Sustainable Procurement Pledge to find another way of getting to these 1 million procurement people sitting out there who unfortunately doesn't get sufficient help from the companies that they work for. We believe we can democratize knowledge, make all the knowledge available for people who need to make better decisions. And that's what it is. So how far have you guys gone up and what are your future goals? So uh, what we have uh, seen, thankfully, is that since we launched uh, just over two years ago, the world has uh, come together. So we are today 7,700 ambassadors from 142 countries. So the desire to do something better and learn how to do it uh, better and meet peers who have done it better is universal. And it's literally almost every country on, on the planet. Um, so what we are now doing is to make sure we have the institutional horsepower to also meet the demand of this community. And that is by registering a nonprofit, making sure we have access to some funding. We are hiring the first uh, executive director. We will start making sure that there is a infrastructure that makes all this knowledge available to the practitioners for free so that they can just make better decisions. And at the end of the day, um, make sure that the uh, planet um, that we live on is more fair, uh, equitable, and um, that we can also make sure future generations have healthy air and food to eat. What would be some practical examples on how you personally implemented those sustainable procurement practices in your job? Yeah, I think so. So as uh, I happen to be lucky, I work for Bayer, we're one of the first companies who uh, signed the UN Global Compact. And just by the nature of our industry being very process heavy energy, a lot of these topics around uh, uh, carbon decarbonization have always been part of the uh, uh, agenda here. So it's not that I had to invent everything. A lot of it really, really uh, existed from, from the past. But what, what most people are, are asking for is how do you then harmonize these principles, the UN Global Care principles, into your processes? How do you make sure it's institutionalized in your contract, in your purchase orders, that it's part of the decision criteria once you award business, that it's part of your category strategies, supplier management, how you segment that's what we have done i mean a lot of that legwork has has already happened but 10 years ago so in 2011 Bayer co-founded uh, two organizations two industry collaborative networks together for sustainability for chemicals and the pharma supply chain initiative for the pharmaceutical and here the philosophy of saying our supply chain practices is pre-competitive it's not something we need to compete on, and it's something we need to collaborate on so that we have the biggest impact for all the efforts that we have. So we started those two industry initiatives, and, and we are strong believers in 
doing a lot of these things really together and not doing them as standalone companies. And this African proverb, if you want to move fast, you go alone. If you want to move far, you go together, really institutionalize the fundamental belief on, on how do we address you know big human challenges like climate change and inequality. And I really like that point of you know saying if you go alone you go fast if you go together you go far. I, I like this one. It's a very good uh, way to to say that. What's the major issue um, when when you try to implement sustainable procurement practices? So what what we hear from our ambassadors and there is commonality um, across the the world. Um, there's a real knowledge gap. So, so how do you make sure that you actually understand those practical steps and in a way take this challenge and, and you know, make it into more digestible bites and, and help everybody on the path? So there's a knowledge gap. And that's, of course, what we are doing with sustainable procurement pledge. We, we make all those tools available for, for people. Then there is a, a leadership gap um, where we see, unfortunately, in many organizations, this topic, this long-term topic of sustainability is one that gets sort of forgotten in the heat of the moment. So there are many organizations where, as you say, it's a bit of a hype, it's very popular, but when push comes to shove and decisions needs to be made, you would swing back to a more short-term uh, objective. And, and what we hear is that there is a vacuum in many organizations around leadership and making sure this is strategic. Then there's a bit of a courage. There's, uh, there's a need for support, networking. Um, people don't see so many role models who have gone through it, who, who fell on their noses, got themselves up, and you know were, were sharing uh, their learnings at an eye-to-eye -eye level. And that's what we are able to do, reminding everybody that it's, it's not going to be perfect, but you have to start you know, the first step. And with that, you will become better and better. And that's, that's a, the third sort of major dimension that people talk about. So it's knowledge, it's leadership, and it's it's community. And, and that's frankly what we are trying to institutionalize and make available. So, so that's very interesting. We see how you can bring tools and, and support to those professionals who want to implement sustainable procurement practices. But to what extent can we get our suppliers to adopt the same practices? And how can we influence their sustainability agenda? Well, the good thing is for, for SPP, of course, the procurement people of your suppliers, you're having access. Right? So, so there's two ways of approaching that. There's the top down, which I do as part of my day job. I'm part of buyer. We have very clear expectations. We, we make sure that if you want to be key and strategic, you have to have commitment and a, a certain degree of practices. And if you don't do that, we will probably find somebody else. So that's the top down. We do it in the industry. Uh, as well. So we do it together for sustainability and the PSCI, where we also try to make it easier and repeat the message, capacity build, we train suppliers. So that's all through the front door. Now, SPP is all, you know, bottom up. It's the uh, grassroots. We, we want to make sure it's the same knowledge we're talking about. We want to make sure that it's available for the procurement teams at our suppliers, at our suppliers, suppliers, so that they understand, you know, what is it that their colleagues will be telling them once they they hear the messages coming through the front door. But that's that's why we really believe that you you need to have both. You need to have the consistency from the established commercial relationship, and you need to have the knowledge available through the community of practitioners. So for the family, you know, by the family.
Yeah, we talk a lot of sustainability about goods and tangible uh, goods, actually. But what about intangible? What about you know intellectual services like consulting, legal, marketing? What about sustainability in those categories? Well, I think first of all, of course, many of them have great insights as far as sustainability is concerned. You know, they are consulting on sustainability. So, so you know, the, the group is super important because also in terms of the mental capacity and the the advocacy for doing good that they that they have. And yes, it's true. Traditionally, you would think of carbon emissions and you would think of uh, materials and big factories and steel plants and, and of course that is true the majority of scope three uh, emissions lies in the physical supply chains but sustainability is, is three dimensions right it's the environmental e s social and g governmental and certainly when it comes to the uh, indirect services there is a big role to play when it comes to the social and it comes to to governance uh, so how do we make sure that the economic power that we hold is being used to minimize inequality, that um, people have the right uh, conditions, uh, that uh, we also make sure we have the right oversight, that we minimize corruption, etc. But I also don't want to take, let's say, this group off the environmental dimension, because you know all the data centers, they are huge on energy, so there is a big, big uh, component linked with that. But also, you know, most of the people, at least when I remember I traveled on an airplane a few years back, you know, they were also consultants, right? So there's a huge dimension around travel, about hotels, about, you know, the, the impact we have on our fleets, etc. So, so I do think there is a big role to play and with this, we are all in the same game. I mean, same applies for public procurement, right? It's not just private procurement and indirect it's also public procurement your tax money is being you know procured for certain services in the spirit of the interest of the people and of course here there is also a lot that can and have to be done absolutely so in time to wrap up if you wanted our listeners to remember just one thing of our conversation what would that be don't wait for perfection. Don't let perfection get in the way of, of progress. Uh, and don't try to do it on your own. There are so many people who are happy to help. The knowledge exists. But it's just a question of democratizing and reaching out. Uh, if you need if you need help, you know, I'm sure you will find a friend. Uh, and SPP is certainly one of those places where like-minded people can share knowledge and, and get practical tips on how do we do this together? Because this is our challenge, right? It's gonna affect us and the next generations. So how, how can they contact SVP? Go and check out svp.earth or follow it on, on LinkedIn. We also have our ambassador group uh, on LinkedIn. Um, and here we are counting all the ambassadors. There is a very dynamic community with updates and that's where you can be we have also um, regular webinars uh, happening at the chapter level or at the global level we have the world sustainable procurement day that has been introduced every equinox 21st of march between now and 2030 so mark the date and join for all the fun that we are planning to have thank you wonderful thank you thomas thank you Helen. see you later so now it's your turn to tell us about your experience and your challenges 
with sustainable procurement in the comment section. Don't forget to subscribe if you want to be notified when a new episode is out. Thank you for listening. Thank you again, Thomas, for your time and your energy. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if that's the case, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Happy sourcing to you all. Bye. Au revoir. And that's a wrap for this episode of our Procurement Game Changers series. But we'll soon be back with yet another exciting session with one of the movers and shakers from the procurement space. Meanwhile, remember to visit our website at consultingquest.com for more consulting updates and procurement know-how and join us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. Until then, goodbye from the entire Consulting Quest family. Have a great day.